1: Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket podcast where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring leaders. I want to thank you for tuning in again and I welcome you to go to outcomesrocket.health slash reviews to rate and review today's podcast and you know I have a special podcast for you today. I'd like to mix things up a little bit and today what I wanted to do is is share a, a really good friend of mine a guest her name is Lynn Wise. She is a realtor and she's been a realtor for the last 15 years and my wife and I are currently looking to upgrade. You know, we we recently had a baby. He's 11 months old going on his first year and as you all know once you got the little one come in, it really it tightens up the space. So we're looking to to move on to our next property. And, and Lynn has just been so helpful in the process. And it just dawned on me. It's like, how many of the listeners actually have to go through this home purchase. And um, I just got to chatting with Lynn and I thought it'd be a really great idea to get her on the podcast to talk about some of the things that are really one of the most important decisions in, in your life. So she's she's here in Chicago in the North Shore for over 20 years. She's been a realtor for the last 15 years and she really just enjoys working with buyers and sellers. To talk about all things home. And so she's very passionate about this. So I thought it would be a a, a wonderful thing to mix it up a little bit and talk a little bit about real estate and, and how that can contribute to your health and wellness. So, Lynn, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thanks, Sal. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I have loved working with you and your wife and meeting your adorable baby. And I know we're going to find you the perfect place. So,
1: oh, you know what? I know you are. We were off to a really great start. So, a big thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. (laughs) And so, Lynn, you know, what would you say one of the most common mistakes that home buyers or sellers make?
0: Well, let's start with the sellers first. One of the biggest mistakes sellers make is pricing their home incorrectly. So yeah, a common fallacy among sellers is that they should list above market value in order to build in a cushion for price negotiations.
1: That's what I thought.
0: Yeah. Well, let me tell you why that's <laughs> not such a good idea.
1: Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think a lot of people
0: it. feel the same way as you do. So the first two weeks after your home is listed, it's going to receive the most views on the MLS and websites like Zillow and Realtor.com. Mm-hmm. And you know that's how the majority of buyers begin their housing search. They re- They started online before they even, you know, bring in a realtor. And because your consumers and all the buyers have access to comps online, buyers are now really savvy in regards to pricing. So let's say your property comes out of the box and it's overpriced from the beginning. It could be immediately crossed off someone's list, or they may just continue to watch it and see how long it lingers on the market. And then they might wait for market time to increase until a point that they feel that they can go in with a low offer because it's Hmm. been sitting.
1: That's very interesting. And and typically, so we've been working on the buying side. So this is really interesting to hear the other side. It's so interesting to hear that. And even as a buyer, like I tend to think, oh, well, you know what? The price is this. So they're probably thinking that they could get, you know, like I could get some bucks off of it. In other words. Right.
0: Right, but a smart seller will only put so much cushion in because they realize that the market's the market. Yeah. Yeah, and in the end, the house is going to trade where the market dictates. So, for example, this is sort of, yeah, it's sort of a good point. And this is sort of a cool statistic for those people out there who like numbers. Yeah. Um, just indulge me for a quick second here. So, for example, in Cook County last year, homes sold on an average of 95% of their original list price. 95%. And 95%. So that that's a pretty good deal. And 97% of their last list price. So what that means is let's say you had a house and you originally listed at $500,000. If you priced it correctly, it would sell at $476,000. Now let's say the house was priced incorrectly. And after 60 days, you reduced it 5% to $475,000. Now it's going to sell at 97% of your last list price or approximately $463,000. You're taking like over a $12,000 loss by not wow. pricing it correctly to begin with.
1: Wow. And so a big thing is, is just getting it priced right because when you first get your property out there, it's prime time for it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You will have the most eyeballs wow. on your property within those first two weeks. So you really want to be priced correctly.
1: That is such an interesting myth that you just busted, Lynn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it's kind of crazy. There's like a few of them out there. Another one is like that 99 cent type Walmart pricing that they call. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where some people think like, oh, I should price my house with a 99 it because it denotes a bargain.
1: Yeah, like 4.99 instead of 500.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But So what's what's different now is that what we're saying at App Properties is you always want to try and price your home on the bridge, which is like a $25,000 increment. And the reason why is, so a lot of people you know are starting their search on Zillow, and their default option is broken down into $25,000 increments. So let's say you price ah, your house at, yeah, so it's kind of interesting. So That's
1: interesting. House,
0: it is. It is. So let's say you price that house like a $525,000 you're going to get everyone looking at your house who's looking between 500 and 525, and then all those people that are looking at 525 to 550. So you're getting double the buyers looking at your home.
1: Wow. You know, that's really interesting, you know, and and I never thought about it that way. It's like, what are people using now to look for homes? And you're right, it's Zillow, it's, it's Redfin, and it's all these services. So why not increment your price by the way that those services put together their search queries.
0: Exactly. So that's something that we're really pushing.
1: Lynn, you are so insightful. Uh,
0: Thank you. I'm glad that I can, you know, add a little nugget of information here.
1: (laughs) This is so good. (laughs) And listeners, again, you know, take these little lessons that Lynn is sharing with us and leverage them in your purchasing or selling decisions. And you'll be amazed what comes out of it. It's a great opportunity to, to get some insights here. So what would you say a good negotiation tip or trick that you'd share with the listeners is?
0: Okay, well, let me tell you a couple different ones. From a buyer standpoint, I always say that it makes sense To come with your best offer, and that doesn't necessarily mean price, but okay. really. Yeah, it really depends on the particular situation. So, are you in a multiple offer situation? Are you in a competitive market? How do you feel about walking away from the house? You know, is this the house like you have to have, or you know, are there others out there that you consider? So, I mean, one of the things which obviously isn't an option that's open to everyone is. You can come with a cash offer that carries a lot of weight because you limit, eliminate the risk of a mortgage contingency. How much earnest money you're able to put down is also a big factor. So if you're in a competitive market and you can put down more earnest money, that obviously makes your offer look stronger. Also, things like having flexibility on your closing date—you know, depending on where you're coming from, if you're renting or you need to sell or you know any your particular situation—but if you can have flexibility on your closing date, that's really helpful.
1: Is that specifically if the home you're wanting to buy or is occupied or not?
0: It can be either way, so depending okay. on you know when those people want to get out and what their needs are, if you gotcha. can be flexible, that's always helpful.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Yeah. Good to and, know. Yeah, it's good to know. And then one of the other things that I always suggest is just submitting a clean as clean an offer as possible. So if you are interested in buying the seller's furniture, you want to keep that separate and outside of the typical contract.
1: I see. Yeah. It, you don't want to muddy the waters. You want to just have that done separately.
0: Right. So keep, gotcha. that separate keep it separate and have a clean. Keep it clean. Exactly. I love and it. And yeah, it's it's good. And then there's some other things from a seller standpoint. One of the best ways to ensure smooth negotiations is to really be proactive before you put your home on the market. And so, so
1: what, what are some ways that we could be proactive? So listeners, just so you know, my wife and I decided to keep our current place. It's smack dab in the middle of old town Chicago. So pretty good for rentals. So we decided not to sell. So it's really neat to think about this from a seller perspective. And so if you're selling a home, pretty interesting. So yeah, dive into some of the ways to be proactive and that'd be really interesting to hear.
0: Okay. So let's say you decide to sell your home in a couple of years after you've had some renters in it. This Uh would be, you know, some information that's really helpful to you and your wife as well. So what you'd want to do is you want to make sure that all repairs are done as part of your prep because you want to avoid buyers getting hung up on future unnecessary expenses.
1: So true.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is like one of the areas when you're going through the the attorney inspection period that deals can really get hung up. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people sort of get dug in on the home credit issues and, mm-hmm. you know, it's a really stressful time. So really anything that you can do to be proactive, to eliminate the risk of the deal falling apart at this point is a good move.
1: That's a really great call out. Just going and seeing these different homes, there's things that we've been concerned with. And yeah, these things come up.
0: Yeah, they definitely do. And just one, you know, tip that I'm sure you could probably figure out, but I like to throw it out there is that attitude goes a long way on both sides. So contentious and being stubborn really never serve either party well. So if you don't get hung up on some of the little things and really save sort of, you know, the hammer for the things that are really important to you that you really need, that makes just, you know, negotiating that much easier.
1: I think that's such a great piece of advice, Lynn, because oftentimes you could think that you're getting into this and you want to be stern and you want to make sure you get the best deal, but really you just end up creating a hostile environment.
0: Right. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be. So anything you can do to sort of take the tension out of the whole deal makes life a lot easier.
1: I love it. You know, and one of the other things too, that I feel makes it a lot easier is having an awesome realtor. And so Lynn, obviously we're working together, but what advice would you recommend to the listeners on how to best choose a realtor?
0: Okay, well, let me give you a few tips on that. So one of the things I would say is ask your friends and family for referrals because agents build their business on referrals and you wanna use someone that's recommended from people that you trust. And if you haven't been able to do that, or if you do have some ideas of who you might wanna work with, Check out testimonials on their website and look at their social media presence, get an idea about them from that. It's also really important to use an agent that has a large networking presence. So you want to see, is your agent part of an active office? Are they part of an agency that has a large number of buyers and sellers? So for example, I mean, this is true for, especially for at properties, we have the largest number of clients moving from the city to the shore and in reverse. So what that means is that our buyers and sellers and their agents are most likely to have access to properties they're not yet on the market,
1: which ah, is really key. Yeah. That's such a great point, Lynn. You know, we're, my wife and I were looking around and, and what, what was out there was definitely different from what you had. And I think that that's something worthwhile. And so it, how do you know, though? How do you know the company or the outfit that your realtor is associated with is going to have visibility to those? How do you know that?
0: Right. So one of the things when I'm interviewing with prospective buyers or sellers, I talk to them about our App Properties app, which none of the other actual agencies in the area have. It's our own proprietary in house app. Nice. And with it, yeah, it's so cool. So with it, we're able to connect with thousands of app properties agents and we'll match buyers and sellers with homes before they even hit the market. So let's say, you know, you were saying to me, like, Lynn, I'm looking for a house that's, you know, $700,000 in Winnetka that has four bedrooms, three baths, but you know, I'm not seeing anything on the MLS. So what I'll do is I'll post that on the app and all our agents will look at that. And let's say there's an agent who has something coming on that's exactly what you're looking for. They'll reach out and let me know. So a lot of times we're making deals and putting buyers and sellers together before those homes even get on the MLS.
1: Wow. That's pretty interesting. So make that choice, listeners, make that choice that with an outfit that's gonna be able to get you connected with properties before they even hit the market. Who knows, it might be your dream home and and you don't wanna miss out on that. So one of the things that my wife and I thought about being in healthcare and also I've had friends ask, so I wanna ask you here, should we buy a house next to the hospital? Maybe some insights on real estate near hospitals.
0: Okay, well, that's a really, really good question. And I thought that would be a really good opportunity maybe to focus a little bit on the new uh, Northwestern Hospital, which is just about to open in Lake Forest. That's right. Yeah. So it's going to be state of the art and pretty amazing. And I think when real estate like that is located near a premier hospital, buying close to a hospital can be really advantageous. I think a community with a strong hospital presence will definitely tend to increase home values in that community. And I know at App Properties we're pretty excited about the new Northwestern Hospital because the hospital is expected to hire close to four hundred new doctors.
1: Wow! Yeah, That's a lot of so doctors.
0: We, it's a lot of doctors, and there's and a lot, lot out, and a lot of properties and a lot of properties and a lot of staff coming up here.
1: That's right. That's I'm right. Sure.
0: So because of that, we're expecting approximately 10% of those doctors to make their home in Lake Forest.
1: That's awesome. And
0: it's really great. At App Properties, we're marketing two new developments, Kelmscott Park and Amberley Place near the hospital. And also we're partnering with Northwestern in support of a lot of programs, hospital sponsorships, in support of their board.
1: Very cool. Uh, so yeah. are these new developments that just popped up?
0: They are. They're recent new developments that they've Ooh. been building throughout the yeah, over the last year.
1: I love new construction.
0: The new construction's great. I mean, I have to say they are beautiful. Top end, amazing high-end finishes, great landscaping, the full
1: package. Nice. So there you have it. If you're a provider in or around that Northwestern area listening to this, uh, definitely you'll have to reach out to Lynn on on some of the options that are out there. She's got the top-notch selection, some that are not even on the market. So something to consider there.
0: Thanks, Sal. So. I, I really appreciate it. And I'd say, you know, the only thing about being too close to the hospital might be the noise. So you want to watch mm. that when you're buying a property in your hospital. That's a
1: good point. That's yeah. a good point. So, Lynn, do you have any investor tips or tricks that could help save on tax liabilities?
0: Well, one of the things I always like to say when my clients ask me about tax liabilities is that I'm not a tax professional and uh-huh. I always suggest consulting with a professional before making any financial decisions. However, that being said, as you know, we just uh, are going to a whole new league regarding tax reform. So, this is true. Uh, yeah, so I'm happy to share the impact of tax reform regarding homeownership if uh, we have a few more minutes.
1: We do. Okay, let's great. dive into it.
0: All right. So, prior to 2018, individuals were allowed an itemized deduction for mortgage principal and interest on their first and second residences up to a million dollars and up to $500,000 of single. And you were also able to deduct up to $100,000 on a home equity line of credit or a HELOC. So the important thing that to know is in 2018, the deduction will cap at $750,000. And interest on a home equity line of credit will no longer be deductible.
1: Oh, so that's going away.
0: Yeah, so that's going away. So those are things that you should know. And cool. also, yeah, and the capital gain exclusions for primary residence will stay the same up to $500,000. Gotcha. Yeah, so... That's fascinating. What
1: we're That's a good recap on on the taxes. It's always good to have a refresh on that. So listeners, hopefully you took some notes on these things and and if you didn't for any reason, don't worry about it. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash Lynn, that's L Y N, and you're going to be able to get the show notes and all the things that we discussed here on the podcast. So, Lynn, I I really want to just say thank you so much for for taking the time to be on the podcast to educate the listeners on their home buying purchases. So, before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get a hold of you.
0: Sure. I just want your listeners to know that this is the best time of the year to be in the market. Spring market kicks off after Super Bowl Sunday. So the day that we're recording this is the perfect day to talk about getting into the market. We're going to see a huge influx of buyers and sellers in the market as we enter the spring months. There's, I've seen a big pent-up demand by buyers to see new inventory. So if you're thinking about listing your home this spring, this is a great time and this is the time.
1: And then where can the listeners get a hold of you? If they do happen to be in the North Shore, what's the best way for them to connect with you?
0: Okay. The best way for them to connect to me is to reach me on my cell phone. I'm always available. They can reach out to me at 847-624-6143. And they can also reach out to me at lynnwiseatapproperties.com. They can follow me on Facebook, Instagram at linwise real estate, or on LinkedIn.
1: Outstanding. So listeners, if you didn't have time to write that down, don't worry. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash Lynn. That's L-Y-N. And you're going to be able to get all those links as well as the best place to get a hold of her and all the tips that we just discussed. The full transcript will be available there. Lynn, again, I just want to say thank you so much for spending time with us today. The insights you've provided I think will help out our health leaders be even more successful in helping their patients. It starts with them. So you've really been a big help. I thank you for that.
0: And thank you. Have a great day and I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.